school closures and budget concerns as COVID's second wave gains steam. I'm Jarrett Murphy from CityLimits.org. This is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette. We do now have State Senator Liz Kruger on the line with us now. So let's talk with the State Senator for the time we have left in today's show. Uh, State Senator Kruger, this is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette. Thanks for joining us again on the show. Sure, Ben. I'm so sorry. For some reason, our phones were not matching each other till now. So thank you. Not sh- not sure what happened, but sorry we didn't get you a few minutes ago, but we've got you now, so we'll we'll chat over uh, a few things while we, while we have a little time left. Um, sure. How are you doing? How are you doing, first of all? I'm doing fine, thank you. Great. Okay. This is our first almost winter-like day, I guess. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So, so, you know, we, there obviously the big news of the day, which we just discussed with city council member Mark Traeger, um, you know, is the, is the shuttering of city school buildings as of tomorrow. You had just been, um, you know, putting out a, a statement uh, in the last couple of days about what you think should be prioritized, should be shut down, taking some more aggressive steps to fight what looks like, you know, a, a coming second spike, or maybe it's already here in COVID-19. What's your general sense on sort of where the city and state should be finding the equilibrium right now to, to try to head this off? Great. Well, thank you. Uh, you know, and, this is, and these are hard issues. Um, the second round is here and it is foolish for us to think otherwise as we watch our numbers go up um, certainly throughout most of the state but I'll talk only about New York City where I represent and live we are heading towards a 3% weekly um, hit on the number of people testing positive in the city of New York to me that is a clear number that says you need to stop, meaning you just need to push people to stop um, having public access to each other. They are they are causing a growth in this disease. We know what it takes to reverse this. This is what we did the first time. Nobody likes to hear that. Nobody wants to do this. I don't want us to do this. I need us to do this. We need to... Stop sitting at restaurants together, both indoor restaurants and those outdoor restaurants, restaurants that are being built into indoor restaurants with no standards or rules applying to them with wooden shelves and coverings all four sides and the top. We have to stop. We have to stop having access to bars. Uh, We have to stop, I'm sorry, going to gyms, which are supposed to be healthy, but sweating all over each other and coughing and spitting in a gym situation is one of the higher risk things that we could be doing. We have to not go to our offices if they're not essential worker-type jobs. Um, We have to basically lock ourselves down. People hate that term, but we do in order to protect each other from continuing to grow the rate of the disease. And today the city took action on what it said it was going to have to, which is if the city hit a 3% rolling average of the disease, it was going to close schools. Um, And so that is what they have decided. And I know that's incredibly tough, but if you're going to close your schools and you're going to keep your bars open, where's your priority? Um, so, 
Right. And you want to and you want to see right. You want to see these aggressive school measures coupled with more aggressive measures in other in other places to really try to um, cut this growth down. And, and as far as you're concerned, there's no time to waste here. There isn't, because what do we know? We know that we've already lost close to 250,000 people's lives in this country, that we have a growing rate of infection that is getting expeditiously faster um, every day. You know, the good news for us today in late November versus when we were first being forced to shut shut down, you know, several months ago was now we have a light at the end of the tunnel that isn't a train. And that light is, I think, a responsible federal government who will do the right things for its people and literally on the verge of being able to have a vaccine or multiple vaccines that are proving to be effective and will be able to be distributed within some reasonable future number of months. And what we need to do as a country and as a city and as a state is make sure we help people stay alive until that time where we've got a vaccine that we can try to move out there as rapidly as possible um, to put this whole thing behind us. So as we sit here on um, November 18th and we look ahead, um, you know, as the governor and the mayor, yourself, others, you know, look ahead to a Biden administration, uh, control of the U.S. Senate to be determined by these Georgia runoffs. um, And that will influence a lot here. But there's there's a lot of optimism, you know, vaccine uh, aside about another big aid package. But right now there's lots of people hurting. Uh, There's questions, you know, as you're getting out around shutting businesses down again. And um, why, why isn't the state legislature and, and, you know, perhaps in concert with the governor sort of taking more action about, um, you know, what's happening in New York right now and what's happening with uh, small businesses, what's happening with people who are undocumented? You know, there's there's uh, immense, you know, use of food pantries and other things, but there doesn't seem to be a lot of state action. It's much more a sort of holding pattern and hoping for federal relief. Is there anything that the that state government should be doing differently here? I think that's, I think that's always a reasonable question of is government doing enough and is different levels of government doing enough? Um, New York state government is in a position where it has a deficit walking into the new calendar year and the new fiscal year. Um, so it's been actually holding back on spending monies that it doesn't define as emergency monies. And it has been moving more money than expected to an emergency situation. Are we doing enough? No, I think that we should actually be coming back together being um, and deal with a really hard set of questions about what is the right answer to meet um, greater emergency needs for the state. Um, and so you're, then you'd be talking about um, both a growing amount of borrowing as well as talking about various revenue options. Now you made one list of emergency needs. People can make you much longer list. I sure. can make you much longer list. Like, right. you know, I think the, 
fundamental challenge there is when you start to go down your list, it's going to be far larger than any revenue would have available to meet those needs. And that's the struggle we're in. That's why the frustration is so enormous when it comes to the federal government. Uh, because and only unfortunately, the federal we- government can print money and send it to us and they're not doing it. And unfortunately, we just have 30 more seconds here. Um, but sure. do you expect, um, you know, the, the state Senate announced a, announced a working group on on revenue raising? Um, you know, there's other discussions that have been had. But right now, do you expect the, the state legislature to take any action before the end of the year? The, the state legislature can't move budget bills unless the governor calls us back to do so. The state legislature can do lots of things, but only the governor can propose budget bills. Um, so that's really the question for the governor. Does he okay. intend to call us back to propose any alternatives and changes to the existing budget? Gotcha. Well, unfortunately, um, we've only had a short time to chat today, but we'll have you back again as we've enjoyed having you back uh, several times. State Senator Liz Kruger, thank you for the time, and we'll, we'll talk much more soon. Great. And sorry to be late. All right, take, thank you. Take care.